guess Tim's going to have to do it on his P-Hone. That's not what you want. P-Hone stands for phone home. On his gosh dang telephone. Is that what he said? What did he, how do you say David Lynch? I don't know the, I don't know the reference. When he was saying, if, if you watch a... Oh, who, yeah. It was, it was like watching movies on an iPhone is, is something you shouldn't do. Don't watch it on your god dang telephone. That does sound like a David Lynch. The thing. microphone should just work. Windows is just a nightmare. It's every god darn day. Yeah. I use this thing 16 hours a day. You'd think you'd god darn understand something about it by now. burn and insert credit. This is episode 215 of our relentless experiment of drilling video game topics to a panel of experts under a pace dictated by a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and the first time I went to a store to get a video game on the day it released was for Halo 2. I'm Frank Cifaldi. The first time I went to a store to get a video game on the day it released was actually the Nintendo DS. I just walked into a Walmart at midnight in Vegas and uh, was like, hey, you got that DS? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And then uh, that that is how I got that. Um, But that's not a game, I guess. Oh, I got Mario 64 that day and uh, Feel the Magic. So let's just go with Feel the Magic. It was a launch day Feel the Magic uh, purchase. Feel the Magic XXXY or whatever it's called. That's the one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Rub Rabbits, as it's called in the UK for some reason. Mm-hmm. That's, I gotta admit, that's not a good name for literally anything. <laughs> I don't care how artisanal your brand of uh, stuffed animals sold at the farmer's market is. It doesn't make sense. I'm Tim Rogers, and the first video game I went to a store to buy on the day it came out. This is, uh, I mean, I, 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 Final Fantasy 7, I believe I went to the store like it it had a release date like uh no not final fantasy 7 it would it would be mario 64 because video game release dates like weren't really a thing for a long time i bought chrono trigger on the day it came out the toys r us called me and i went to pick it up does that count it just didn't have a release date i don't know if it came out uh at other stores on a different day before then it just kind of came out when it came out You you used to not know when a game was coming out it was exciting yeah so there, that's my, my multifaceted answer. I think mine is similar. I'm Brandon Sheffield, and uh, probably the first video game that I bought on the day it came out was Panzer Dragoon Saga. But I don't know, like the only way I would know that I actually got it on the day was I pre-ordered it. And uh, that was the first game I ever pre-ordered, I think. Oh, I pre-ordered it too, and they just didn't give it to me. Yeah, so I actually had a similar situation where I pre-ordered um, Panzer Dragoon Saga and then I went there on the day it was supposed to come out because I, I knew from the pre-order what day it was supposed to come out. Yeah. And they were like, it, has, it hasn't come in. So I, I got it a week later. But like, I went to the store to pick it up on the day that it came out. It just wasn't, it wasn't there. That's bonkers. Due to a scheduling conflict and some technical issues, our console ranking episode has been delayed to next week. Uh-huh. So this week, we're doing a quick dive into the dirt bag. There's a special theme where we're going to be clearing out as many blank of video game submissions as we can in the time we have. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh, We'll start with Benjamin from Indiana, who asks, What is your fine barrel-aged Kentucky bourbon of video games? Your $3 Mad Dog 2020 of video games? Okay. And your oversized novelty lollipop of video games? 
What? Oh my god. That's okay. What was the middle one? Uh the Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. It's uh what is it? What, it's what? cheap liquor. Okay. Cheap liquor. I, fi- I figured it was, but I didn't know for sure. I think uh, your uh, your fine aged Kentucky bourbon of video games is, I think, like a G Rev shooter. Hmm. Under Defeat is the one that immediately comes to mind for me. I, but I previously called that the Burberry scarf of video games. I think I would say it's more like an R Type Final. R Type Final could be, yeah. Like that was aged for a long time as well. <laughs> I love any game with the gear shift button in it. Yeah, and it is. Uh, all our type games are sort of spiritual successors to one another, so it's yeah. perhaps our type. Uh, what's this middle one called? Johnny Big Boy? Mad Dog 2020. Mad Dog Blue Boy? Something like that. Well, no, don't go blue, because blue is, is typically uh, Johnny Walker blue in the, in the whiskey uh, okay. world, which is, which is, yeah. That's not $20.20? No, it's, it's, you know, it's, about, it's about eight of those. Flavored yeah. fortified wine. Flavored fortified with what? Uh-huh. Like vitamins? alcohol i mean oh. it's it's probably a uh free-to-play version of like a bigger game it's so it's it's like PUBG mobile PUBG mobile super mario run okay it's okay. called 2020 because it's 20 ounces and 20 percent alcohol heck oh it'll get you the number of sizes i got, I got my answers for all three i, I figured it out so okay. uh kentucky bourbon of games is symphony of the night uh mad dog is the second castlevania on game boy and oversized novelty lollipop is uh little baby dracula on the the famicom slash oh kid dracula no i no i think it's yeah. castlevania judgment for the nintendo wii <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. castle the castlevania like fighting game it could be either. Okay. Of those. Uh, okay. Good. All right. Good. Next one. Eric Eaton asks, "What is the Bob Dylan of video games?" Anthem. That's a joke. <laughs> Why? Because no. that because it was it was codenamed Anthem. Do you not remember that? Right. That was actually the context in which this question was asked. That I. Oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 pretty good. Uh, yeah, Anthem was was originally codenamed Dylan mm. because they wanted to make something timeless like Bob Dylan, and instead they just made like a really bad, bland video game, which is funny. Which is timeless in a way. Can't spell bland without all the letters in Bob Dylan. My interpretation of Bob Dylan of anything is that uh, there are earlier works that aren't as good that people like more. Uh-huh. And then later works that are more interesting that people don't like. People like less. Hmm. And also, he yeah. won a Nobel Prize for literature, but you, number one, you can't really understand what he says. And number two, <laughs> uh, uh, number two, he didn't show up to the ceremony. Nice. So I remember that. Those are all things, right? Is that helping? Yeah. What video game w- would win a Nobel Prize and not show up? Would win a Nobel Prize for uh, its lyrics, its unintelligible lyrics, and then not show up? To receive the prize. A travesty. Roberta Williams, until recently anyway, uh, never showed up for things, right? So she she made King's Quest, which uh, hmm. I don't know if it's unintelligible. You know what? Playing it, yes, I, 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 would, I, would, I would call it unintelligible as a game. She refused to show up for Lifetime Achievement Awards and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that's my answer. All right. But also, like, her later stuff isn't more interesting. So I don't, it kind of falls apart with my analogy, but maybe we can't have every analogy. So the question isn't who is the Bob Dylan, it's what is, oh, right? right? Right, right. That's That makes it too difficult. I mean, let's let's just say this. Those people making that Anthem game trying to say uh, they're making the, the Bob Dylan of video games, a code name Dylan, utter nonsense. That's probably why the game was a failure. Yeah, definitely. That's not it. where you start with, man. Don't start there. Anyway. It's yeah. uh, Star Fox by Dylan Cuthbert. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Timothy asks, what is the F for fake of video games? 
Uh, that's getting a little granular now. Uh, the Sega Gaga. Mm. That sounds right. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's I a like good that. answer. <laughs> We've all seen this movie, right? Good yeah, answer. I've, good I've, answer. I've, I've, I've seen that movie. Uh, I watch that movie every year on May 6th. I'll admit I've never watched it. I never did. Hey, Brandon, you want a recommendation? <laughs> For a good movie to watch, <laughs> yeah. watch that. Watch that movie. Uh, it's pretty good. I finally just watched Citizen Kane all the way through. Oh yeah, yeah. I believe you mentioned. So that. I was about to say Orson Welles is just Citizen Kane and Effort Fake, and you're good. Yeah. yeah. The thing with Citizen Kane, man, that sure is a movie for f- film nerds, and not really for much else, in my opinion. Yeah. It's no. first of all, uh, it's impossible to watch the movie right now for yeah. the very first time and erase from your mind all of these superlatives people hurl sure. at it. So uh, I don't blame you for having a difficult time appreciating it as quote-unquote the greatest film of all time. But it is very good, especially for its time in terms of construction and all the things that it tried and succeeded at. I mean, given also the fact that he was uh, he was kind of openly like dissing a real existing live man. Yeah, hers. And, dem- yeah. and demonstrating his his downfall and depressing death and longing for his childhood that had not occurred yet. Yeah. Kind of wild stuff, Jerry. No, it was it it had a lot of a lot of good bits to it. It's just kind of not that entertaining to watch. But it does have the the bit where he says, um, I will not have myself made ridiculous. <laughs> no, I will not have myself made ridiculous. Uh you should you should watch F for Fake because it is not uh I it it doesn't have a genre. Let's put it that way. That for yeah, Vegas is, 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 a, is a, a genreless thing. I would just say Segagaga. Segagaga. Yeah. Anonymous asks, "What is the Anna Karenina of video game?" Anna Karenina. Um, uh, The Witcher Three because it's got a love story. That's a joke. Um, I don't know. It's something from Russia. Yeah. Stalker. Metro. <laughs> Stalker. Yeah, that's the Russian game, right? That's yeah. That's Metro, Metro Exodus is also the Russian yeah. game. Yeah, Metro is oh, also true. Uh, what uh, you wanted me to just list games that might have been made in Russia? Uh, <laughs> I feel like in an alternate universe, Alan Wake could have been made in Russia. Did you also, Frank, go to the Russian consulate? To, oh for yeah. That? What was the name of that company? One C. One C. Yes, Russian Russian computer game company. Yeah. We saw them very proudly display Ill to Sturmovich, which was like who even Il knew what that was? It was some sort of it was a, it was a uh, dog oh. fighting game for like PC, I think. Oh. Well, I mean, the, the one that stuck out for us was Rig and Roll, which was... Uh, <laughs> Rig and yeah. Roll? Rig yeah. You're, you're, you're a trucker making deliveries, but also, like, there's heavy rock music, and, and it's got some Grand Theft Auto-ness to it. Guys, 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 what are we doing here? It's Tetris. Oh, yeah, it's Tetris. Tetris. It's uh, unhappy families are all the same, and happy yeah. families are all the same, too, but uh, the unhappy families are different, something like that. Is that how the book starts? That's a joke. I, of course, I've read that Wait, book. Wait, I think actually... To get it a little closer to uh, Anna uh, Karenina, and uh, um, maybe it should be Hattress. <laughs> oh, Hattress. There's some hats in there. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Kiko B asks, what is the Sonic the Hedgehog the movie of video games? Street Fighter the movie, the game. I was going to say Peter yeah. Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie. That one's good, too. That's Those good, are, yes. Yeah. I think that Peter Jackson's King Kong the movie, the Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie. Is better than the movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And I think that Sonic the movie is better than many recent Sonic Modern games. Modern Sonic so, games. So I think yeah. I think that's, that's correct. Peter Jackson's King Kong is a pretty good movie. It's okay. I don't like it. I it's like okay. It. It's no Kong Skull Island. 
Kong Skull Island owns. He has his little heart to heart with the King Kong at the end. Jack Black does. It's yeah. too silly. It's too silly. <laughs> his line reads too. Twas beauty yeah. killed it's the beauty beast. that <laughs> <laughs> Jack Black is hilarious. Do you ever see that yeah, Kung Fu Panda? Yeah, oh, that one's that's pretty a joke. Good. I don't. That Kung Fu Panda kind of sucks. Actually, uh, actually, I like Kung Fu Panda more than I like Nacho Libre. That's for sure. I don't know about Nacho Libre. You ever play that brutal legend? That Tim Schafer guy's hilarious. Tim Schafer, yeah, he's pretty good. I'm just kidding. I don't think so. I think he's funny. John H. asks, <laughs> what is the Shake Shack of video games? <laughs> Shake Shack, dude. I don't know. Okay, well, let me tell you about Shake Shack. Yes, please. Uh, Shake Shack is a trash palace cool. that founded by some daddy's money-having rich boys mm-hmm. who, who became blessed with word of mouth through sheer virtue of uh, having some sort of inn that got them the ability to open a location in literally Madison Square Park. Their, their mm-hmm. food doesn't necessarily taste good, uh, but people love to. They manufactured a rivalry between mm-hmm. Shake Shack and In-N-Out so that I was in line because someone from out of town wanted to have Shake Shack. Uh, it's a New York thing. And uh, it was in town in New York. I got to try this Shake Shack. My buddy from California is in line and we're talking. And uh, he's like, oh, when I get back to California and some big old Super Mario the movie, the video game, the movie. IRL guy standing in line behind us goes, when you get back to California, you tell them all Shake Shack beats the crap out of In-N-Out, right? And I'm just like, uh-oh. It's so weird that this guy who's clearly never never left Brooklyn until today, <laughs> when he has come to Manhattan for the first time, is just like ready to go to war for Shake Shack, a company founded in like literally 2013 with this old world looking logo. Basically, they used this manufactured... Uh, word of mouth rivalry within and out to just become a, an ubiquitous franchise now all over new york and there's even a location they opened a location in lax uh which was like kind of their ultimate diss to in and out but in and out stands completely i believe oblivious just head and shoulders oblivious to the existence of this place here's the thing about in and out that i'm going to tell you about in and out in and out will never cost 40 dollars per person no matter how hungry you are Whereas Shake Shack does every time you want an $80 lunch, right? So what's what's the video game version of that? But In-N-Out also prints a, like Christian propaganda. They don't print Christian propaganda. They print a Bible address, they, a Bible URL. They print right. a Bible URL on the on the bottom of the cup. They used to put Psalm, uh, specific yeah, Psalm. Yeah, that's the URL. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what that's I mean the, by the URL. Yeah, yeah oh, it's, okay. just a, okay. it's, just, it's just a URL. It's just a chapter and verse. But also, if, yeah. if we're talking about the food, I, I like this angle that Shake Shack is entirely manufactured as a like a rivalry and uh, some well, rich and boys. I, I'm I'm Googling Halo killers, but I'm I'm coming up empty. But it's it's it is a Halo killer of some kind. For me, with the rich people thing, I was thinking Kingdoms of Emmeler Reckoning with Kurt Schilling's like crappy kind of scam shell company that he made. Oh, it could be that. I mean, I feel like it's like I people like people will tourism to New York. They will they will come a touristing to New York City and expect to have Shake Shack. It's like I guess now they don't really have to because there's one literally in Indianapolis. But they'll come to New York and they want to go to that original location because it's it's so New York. That original location opens like less than ten years ago. It's but it, it looks like an ancient place. It looks like it's been there for a hundred years. Yeah. So is there a game that just tries to manufacture? a veneer of classicism to like rival something that is established uh bioshock that could be good but bioshock it, it, is pedigreed it, it does have involved uh 
involvement of developers of actual classics though that's true yeah but also no one is like yeah bioshock is a blank killer you know what i mean it's it, it doesn't have the manufactured rivalry i don't think yeah, yeah i mean i guess it was sort of a system shock killer a little bit in the early but system days. shock was very old at that point that is it's true so it doesn't really was, make, was, was bubsy really not marketed as like a mario sega killer well sure that, yeah i was trying to avoid that because it was like <laughs> uh, some something more recent battle toads <laughs> dude battle toads there are yeah. people to this day who act like get all up in arms if you suggest battle toads isn't great that's uh, true battle toads battle bloods uh yeah and yeah that's my answer now we're way over time we gotta keep going <laughs> per hasselstrom asks what is the satin tango of video games what is What's that? that it's a 1994 hungarian epic drama film directed by belatar oh satin tango okay yeah it I runs know that. for more than seven hours the seven-hour-long movie. That's that, a long one. I can't tell you uh, how many times per day someone asks me if I've seen that movie simply because I made an eight-hour, nine-hour, six-hour YouTube video. The, the length of the video differs depending on who is uh, talking about it. People ask, have you seen that movie? It's like, I mean, I don't know. Have I also lived 10 hours of a day before? Like, what other questions do you want to ask? Have I ever spent nine hours doing something else? Like, I don't know. I've never seen that movie. All I know about it is that it's seven hours long. So what's a video game people only know because it's long? Or not even just yeah. because it's long. They, uh, they, they know one thing about it that's extreme. I feel like there's a million like meme games that are just like, ha ha, this game is ridiculous. Goat Simulator? I was about to say Goat Simulator. Isn't there like somebody made like a quick cash in fake battle royale game that's like funny and then they made like a million dollars off of it cow clicker cow clicker well i don't know but that that actually kind of implies that it's uh i'm sure satan tango has a uh there was there was a pure motive behind the making of it probably right yeah uh, yeah so i mean it's not to we can't really I think say. there was a pure motive behind the cow clicker thing which was to um mess with facebook but um it's oh, it's not coming from the same position necessarily yeah because it's a, it's a pure motive uh, to conduct mischief yes uh i, I don't want to say desert bus but what about like euro truck simulator how's that that's pretty good it's just like sure. you're driving a truck Microsoft and it's, flight simulator and it's something if flight simulator is good i think euro truck is like is 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 a little weirder and artier and not sure. corporate and it's euro yeah. it's a similar thing and, and it's euro it's a similar thing to brag about and it's also something i always feel like i always want to get into uh Playing these truck simulator games. All right, we got. And also, on. also, I get recommended Euro Truck Simulator all the time because of Truck Hack. I get people being like, "Oh, is it going to be just like Euro Truck Simulator?" So there's that as well. So there you go. All right, I'm satisfied. Great. Uh, next question. Crumbling Zero asks, "What is the aboot de souffle of video games?" Aboot de souffle. You mean breathless? Yes. Aboot de souffle. Is that is that when a uh... When a Canadian's about to catch on fire, is that yes. a, is that a scene from uh, from the Werner Herzog film? Uh, Werner Herzog eats his shoe. <laughs> he, get, he gets yes. He certainly has <laughs> to eat his shoe in that. Did, did you watch? Did you ever see that that short film about him eating his shoe? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's uh, also directed by Les Blank, who directed oh, Les um, Blank, yeah. Burden of Dreams. Yeah, and yeah. That dude has a. I think I mentioned this briefly. He had a office above. Um, our Hooli Records, which did that compilation that I was recommending earlier about early Americana music. So there you go. It all ties together. But what, what's what, what's a boot to souffle? What is that? It's breathless. 
1960 film. Oh, Breathless. Yeah, Breathless. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that one. That's a good question. Uh, it is a good question because uh, I mean it is a new, uh, new kind of a. It was a part of a new uh, a wave, I think. I believe they yeah. called it a new wave. I French new wave. Yeah, yes. this is one of those. I vibes. that they were calling it that. I, I'm just thinking about Werner Herzog eats his shoe because. Uh, did you, Brandon? Have you seen Nathan for you? Um, no, I have not. Oh, you'd like. You that. should watch Nathan for you and then read uh, Errol Morris. Errol Morris wrote a piece for the New Yorker about uh, how much he loved Nathan for You, the finale of Nathan for You. Uh, he said it was his favorite documentary film of, of the decade. I think Ash was trying to describe it to me, or somebody was. Was it Ash? Might have been. You should just watch Nathan for You. Uh, don't let someone describe it to you. It's, uh, it's just good. Know that, know that it builds up to something. Well, it was because I thought it was stupid without watching it, and that's why they oh, were yeah. trying to describe it to me. It is produced by... Uh, Absolutely, and such. It, it was inevitable we were going to have to get here, but it's got to be like Metal Gear Solid, right? Like it ushered in a, the the postmodern video game idea or whatever, so it was a new wave in an essence. It's got to be something like that. Breathless is a little bit uh, uh is a little bit minimalist and a little bit light on things like exposition. It contains yeah. conversational dialogue. Whereas Metal Gear is a hardcore, if we're going formally. I meant less in terms of the the content and more in terms of the... What uh, it inspired. Yeah, the yeah. transitionary period. I think we got to go with that because... All right, let's know, keep going then. Devil's Blush asks, who is the Carlo Rimbaldi of video games? Carlo Rimbaldi? Who's that? He's a real jerkweed. He made E.T. He, like, designed E.T. No, nah, that was Spielberg. No, you. Uh, and it's, he's a special effects guy. Okay. Yeah, there he is. Okay, he known for his work on E.T., King Kong, Alien. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, I, I feel like this would be easier if someone said Stan Winston, but I guess Carlo Rimbaldi is, he's like a little earlier, so maybe he's a little more foundational. Yeah. It's got to be like some kind of a, some kind of a graphics programmer. I make it a graphics. I make it the graphics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mario graphics. <laughs> So, so it's probably like <laughs> Mario Paint is the Carlo Rimbaldi. I don't know, J- John Carmack. Yeah, but John Carmack make it a graphics. Yeah, he make it a graphics go uh, uh, so nice. He make the graphics go real fast. That was his thing. Oh yeah, he yeah. continued to do it. Yeah, I, I like this. Yeah, he did the mm-hmm. super texture and everything. And he's similarly involved now with uh, in less glamorous aspects than he might have been in the past. Not as front and center. And he tweets about not being able to get Coke Zero. I like that. Andy Dousman asks, what is the using a shaving brush and shaving soap instead of an electric razor or a disposable <laughs> razor with canned shaving cream of video okay, First of all, Andy Dousman, nice to hear from you. Uh, me, and, me and him uh, hung out once in Oakland, California. It was a good time. That's where I live. Yeah, That's yeah. where Frank lives. A cool guy. Um, shaving with a brush instead of just a regular, God darn it. It's getting yourself a mister uh, <laughs> instead of emulating games on your PC like a scrub. Yeah, that's probably true. That's pretty good, but I'm thinking I played Hollow Knight with a fight stick. Oh, crike. That yeah. is huh. uh that is uh that is some real uh shaving uh brush, etc. gameplay, I think. I I lit up the Final Fantasy 7 remake on PC today just to make sure I could get it, you know, running cuz I'm doing a stream of it tomorrow. So if you're somehow listening to this call right now, uh watch my stream tomorrow. Uh, otherwise it's too late. Uh and uh 
it sure was nice to play that game that I've played for 200 hours with an Xbox One Elite controller. I like your angle, Frank. It reminds me of the those people that were trying to beat everything with a with a Dreamcast fishing controller. Or with a Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, but that's pad. not prestige. No, it's not. That's gimmick, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, here's another prestige one I did. You remember Wind Waker had that tingle tuner mm-hmm. with the the GBA? Uh, so I set it up where we had Wind Waker over the official component cables on a giant HD TV, and the link cable was going to a GameCube hooked to a CRT over RGB. So the Tingle Tuner was like on a 25-inch Sony PVM in beautiful quality, as was the Wind Waker part. That is is prestige Tingle Tuner. Oh, and we used the Hori Game Boy pad that I purchased from Tim Rogers like two decades ago. Oh, beautiful controller. As someone who has shaved with a brush and lather and either a double-edged safety razor or a straight razor for the last 20 years, Uh, and prides myself on my skin being very nice. I would like to say that one thing that's really good to know about shaving with a lather and brush is I have replaced my brush, my badger hair brush, zero times in the last 20 years. I have replaced my double edge zero times. I've replaced my safety razor zero times. The straight razor cost me a hundred bucks when I got it, and I still have it, and it still cuts, and it still works. Uh, So I have spent zero dollars upgrading or upkeeping it. Uh, So maybe that's something to take into account. The fact that some people are out there uh, dropping big dollars at Costco on packages of of razor cartridges, and I'm just over here raking in the savings on what actually counts for superior hardware. Superior hardware, less money. Maybe that counts for something. Me and Vincent Diamante and Aaron Novak and Dirk Neely and some other fun people in Los Angeles played... Oscar 120% limit over, uh, uh, which is the the burned extra after the mm-hmm. fact update to Oscar 120% limited. And uh, yeah. we played that on the giant screen for arenas that they show uh, stuff behind rock shows on through a frame meister on the Saturn. So it was like the characters were the same size as us. Yeah, we played video ball on that before, too. Yeah, it's a good screen for that kind of an experience. So, um, if anybody like listening wants too. to find my uh, my Instagram post of me standing in front of video ball on that screen and like it, I think it only has like twenty likes. It could use a whole lot more. Yeah, it was let's there. drive that number up. All right, I think Oscar one hundred twenty percent actually is a good uh, video game answer because it's an old game that uh, is uh, just still rock solid and straightforward. A billion years later and requires a little it's a little tiny bit paraphernalia for me to shave with this brush but it's uh, it's good let me ask three more three more three more all right uh yuji asks what is the neapolitan ice cream of video games oh uh that's a a super mario bros duck hunt and uh uh, (laughs) world-class track track meet yeah yeah (laughs) break Mm -hmm. it out at birthday parties and if anyone complains uh they're being picky because uh which, which one of those three games don't you want and also Mario's not- chocolate and Duck Hunt is strawberry and uh, World Class Drag Meat's vanilla. Yeah, because let's face it, the vanilla is never the strongest. I would, sl- I would flip around World, World Class Drag Meat and Duck Hunt. For flavor complexity? Vanilla yeah. ice cream is delicious, but yeah. I think but in not Neapolitan. not in a Neapolitan Yeah, in box. Neapolitan, that's it's true. always uh, inferior. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> the- uh, Rainbow Battle Kid asks, what or who is the Michael Jordan of baseball of video games? Oh, mm. So Michael Jordan, man, I almost want to say Kurt Schilling, Kingdom of Am- Kingdoms of Amalur, because uh, Michael Jordan. If you've if you've watched uh, the Last Dance and you've watched the yeah. Thirty for Thirty documentary, Jordan rides the bus. 
And if you've paid attention, I mean, obviously, basketball skills do not carry over 100% to any other sport, though Michael Jordan's work ethic certainly does. Uh, he got good at basketball. He credits uh, his uh, uh, like obsessive amount of practice with his being responsible for 100% of his basketball skill. It was all practice for him. Uh and, you know, that and being tall. It, it is said, if you look at the numbers and look at the way the numbers were uh, evolving, he would have been good at baseball if there hadn't been, uh, there was a strike. And they were asking the AA teams to move up. And as a member of the NBA Players Union, he did not want to be a scab in baseball. So he, he quit baseball and just went back to basketball. So he did not mm. quit because it is, it is just my, it is hugely misconceived that he quit baseball because he wasn't good at it. He was getting better at an insane rate. So, I don't know. Tim, I hate to contradict you, but Michael Jordan quit baseball so he could save the Looney Tunes from the Monstars. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> oh, Space Jam, baby. We just watched that over here somewhat so, so recently. I guess it would be someone who switched careers, but actually could have been pretty okay at I'm it. I'm thinking switch genres. Did one, it was promising, and... That was it. Or what about a studio that made a game that didn't sell even though it was good? Yeah, that's good too. And then they, they went out of business or whatever. Steven but Spielberg's has... Boom Blocks, dude. Boom Blocks. Yeah. But the they did a good. second one. Well, but then they didn't they make did a... do another one. Well, okay, they did do another one, but they didn't uh they didn't the Spielberg's little production company, Spielberg didn't uh didn't decide to direct any video games after that, did he? Yeah, they never finished Elemento or whatever it was called. Yeah, so Spielberg. I'm I'm going with Spielberg's that's a Boomblocks. Good yeah, that okay. that's pretty good. Right. Boomblocks was good. Have you guys played Boomblocks? That game's good, man. Nope. I don't know. Game rules. Yeah, people liked it. I Didn't have a haven't story. played, but I've also never seen Michael Jordan play baseball, so nice. Might hold. Uh, there you go. Paul asks, and this is a question I've almost asked many times. What is the Weird Al Yankovic of video games? Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, well, I don't want to say, like, Saints Row, because Saints Row is the family guy of video games. Yeah. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic is not the family guy of music. No. There aren't a lot of good parody things, and I think the closest is something like Undertale, which is a parody without making fun of it. I was tempted to go Arcane Kids, but it's not pure parody. Also, let's not yeah. forget that, that Yankovic puts out full albums. Sure. Uh, of original and stuff they as are, well. Yeah, and there's original stuff in there as well. And he's famous for... Uh, changing the word bad to fat or uh, like whatever <laughs> like i mean it's, it's, it, you gotta admit there's genius there it's genius uh a lion of genius sleeps somewhere within the jungle of changing the word bad to fat i think it's all pretty funny and decent yeah, we, we know great stuff and uh good instrumentalists on those albums mm-hmm. um i guess it would have to be like a a a team dev team that can do anything so like i don't know 90s hudson or something like that what about um game publisher palladium interactive uh i'm gonna read you their uh their output okay microshaft okay. wind blows 98 uh, wind okay. blows okay pissed as yeah. in, oh as i know pissed. oh it's for people who got mad x fools the spoof is out there comma nice. the, and then wishbone activity zone based on the uh, the doc. So, Perfect. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. That's yeah, that, that's probably the Weird Al Yankovic I'm going with right Boom there. Blocks for Nintendo Wii. <laughs> what What if Wishbone Activity Zone is, you know, really good? Like, yeah. like they didn't have to do might be. the parody thing. They really yeah. just put their heart into Activity Zone. It well could be. Uh, yeah, we just got through a third of the of video games questions. We might oh, do another good. edition of this 
some other time. Hopefully people send a bunch more uh, in a yeah. similar vein. Uh, let's uh, sign off for now, and next week we'll be back with our console ranking episode. Uh, or will we? Or will we? We'll find out. Uh, till next time, the show is edited by Esper Quinn <laughs> with music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Spaldi. Uh, I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And you have now saved your game. You have now jerried your Seinfeld, is what I would say. <laughs>